All right, so look, y'all, this is Homeroom with Smooth, episode 21, and I got with me uh, the viral sensation, you know, Christian, a comedian, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, yeah, so go ahead introduce yourself, you know what I'm saying? Tell us where you're from, you know what I'm saying? How, how you got, uh, how you got popping? <laughs> okay, uh, definitely from Little Rock, Arkansas. Little Rock, Arkansas. I say that again because a lot of y'all feel like I'm from Atlanta. Um, <laughs> not familiar with me. Um, Krishna Comedian, the name said itself. Um, it came from Instagram. Um, like he said, viral sensation. Um, lots of views or whatever you want to consider viral. Um, a lot of celebrity appearances and friends. So, um, yeah. And, and I guess we can dive into it now. Um, with smooth, yeah. yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. what, what, what you want to know? So, okay. So, so listen. So, uh, I guess so. So, background on you. Like, when did when did you find out that you was funny? Like, what what made you go? You know what? I'm kind of funny. <laughs> Man, true story. So, um, it was actually. I guess it it kind of sounds typical, but um, it was actually like around elementary school. Mm-hmm. So um, in elementary school, I was always like that kid that just, you know what I'm saying? Like just had like a glow, real optimistic, wanted everybody to be happy, wanted everybody to smile. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, in elementary, like anything else, man, you run into issues with cats that, you know, think they miss a tough guy. This and that, their personality issues where you want to be somebody that you're not. And being funny kind of helped me just like find my place because there was a time when a dude wanted to fight me. Right. <laughs> in elementary school. And I reasoned with them in front of everybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? It don't make sense to do that. And my homeboy was like crying, laughing. My homeboy named Michael Terry. Mm-hmm. He was like laughing at me, but not in a way like, bro, you didn't want to fight. It was just like, bro, that was funny. Like, and when he told me that, some click with me was like, huh? Like, that was funny? Like, what I said to you was funny? I've always knew about the act of being funny because my family, bro, it's just, it's all in my family. My uncles, my aunties, my mom, my dad. Like, being jokesters, being funny is not something that people don't know about, if you know what I mean. Like, right. but when he made that statement to me, it kind of was like, oh, bet. So if that's what we're going to do, then that's mm-hmm. what I do. Because the reaction I got from the people around that, you know, kind of generated me to be like, all right, cool. So if I ever get in a situation where I got to get do anything, it's try to make people laugh, to be cool, to be the cool dude. So let's try to make people laugh, and and that's kind of where that whole, yeah, I think I'm funny came from. Okay, okay, I feel that, I feel that, I feel that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not, I'm not even remotely as close to as funny, man. Like in elementary school, people people, people step on my ass. He's like, no, nah, don't don't do that to smooth. Don't do that to smooth. Don't do that to smooth. I ain't even remotely as funny. I had no out. <laughs> It's such a subjective term, man, because, I mean, funny is different for everybody. 
Like it really is. Like what what one person may think is funny, the next might, you know, not at all. So it's all kind of story based, but I definitely think you're funny. Everybody has a funny to them. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so so um so moving into the next question. So what what made you commit to comedy and also like what made you realize that you can do this like like as a, as a career path? True story. Uh kind of had to. <laughs> um and not in a way like you're forced to do comedy, but it was the thing that worked. Mm-hmm. So growing up, um I wanted to hoop. Um anybody that knows me from Little Rock, Arkansas know mm-hmm. I was a ball player. Um I always joke about it and call myself an AAU ho. Um because I played for some of all, <laughs> all of the all of the teams, man, and, and basketball was what I wanted to do. But, um, well, it's what I thought I wanted to do. Until I, I hit an age where um, you notice what it's really going to take to succeed in that field and the work and the time and the energy that has to go into it. So um, I always tell people I love the sport of basketball just in a different way. I didn't want to, you know, do the things that it took to Become a star because my passion wasn't really in basketball. It was in something else. And I found that later on. Um, but like I, just like I said with the being funny, the whole reason I picked up a ball um, and even pursued it in school was because playing sports made it easy to be cool. It wasn't right. difficult no more. When you play sports, you can be who you want to be. And you're going to be the cool guy because you play ball. Um, mm-hmm. But when you get older, and you're not the best dude on the court no more, <laughs> and you got players that's balling harder than you, you become mm-hmm. the court dude when you're sitting down and you ain't playing. And so, you know, it kind of made made me reevaluate, like, look, bro, what I really want to do. And plus, I just had some OG coaches that was like, look, you're talented, but you don't want to put in the work. It ain't going to work. And so hearing that from them, um, of course, sent me on a whole nother career path, which my whole life I was – put into um more interested into film and okay. actually doing the footage shooting it performing it pushing it and so um through basketball i picked up the camera i went to Bryant high school and in our audio video technology course i was one of the only students who was even interested in doing it and so mm-hmm. i picked up the camera and took advantage of that created a company to do all of the people's highlight tapes on my homeboys that I knew they could play and they wanted to take it serious. Mm-hmm. So I did their highlight tapes and transitioned over into doing my own videos with comedy and funny videos. Um, the commitment happened right after I went viral. Before that, it wasn't even a true commitment. It was just like I just want to do this, so I'm going to do it. And I know I'm good at it, and I know what I want to do, so I'm going to do it. Um, but a big motive behind me um, wanting to, quote, unquote, commit was the fact that I went viral and um, ended up losing one of my best friends that was pushing pushing me to do, you know, she actually came up with the name Christian, the comedian, um, R.I.P. Shayla. But um, Damn. I ended up losing her, yeah. and... Because I lost her, it made me refocus 
and take, you know, what I want to do in my life more serious because she's not able to live hers. So mm-hmm. I took that and was just like, look, we're going to do it now. Like, regardless if you like it or not, it's going to happen. And so that's kind of what made me commit to comedy is because I'm, I was with the brand as soon as she left me. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, 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 for real, for real, man. Yeah, man, because I, I, I remember her, man, because uh, I met her through Adam at World Fashion or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that was actually, that's how I mean that. Yeah. yeah, I was actually in in Conway, and um, she was like my road dog the whole time. I was doing footage, film with the athletes, and even filming parties and creating, you know, people's recaps of their parties and mm-hmm. kind of get into the field and get money that way. Um, and then actually, we I did a party, my very first party, where it was, I was hosting it, but I was also trying to film it too. And just being irresponsible, man, I ended up leaving some of my equipment at the facility. Well, really all of my equipment at the facility. It was like $3,500 worth of equipment. And it got stole. And so when it got stole, I didn't have my cameras to actually film and record, you know, skits and even people's work. And so I had to do something that was hella creative with the skill set I had of knowing how to edit videos and, you know, create content. And that's where the whole FaceTime situation came from. The only reason I created FaceTime was because my camera equipment got stole. Um, wow. And so once that's she passed, once she passed, I committed. And like three weeks later, I go viral. Three weeks later after she passed, yeah, I go viral. So like, yeah. It's crazy. Wow. What, three weeks? That yeah. was it? That's yeah, crazy. it was like it was it was it was a bunch happening at one time. Like it was boom boom. And I and I say three weeks, man, it could have it could have been hell, four months, six months, hell. It just it felt like weeks. It felt like it was right back to back. And I know for sure they lined up like that. My camera equipment got stole. I go to college. I started trying to throw parties in college with her and then she passes away and then i gotta figure out how to make what i wanted to do and what she told me i need to be doing work and mm-hmm. that's when we went ahead and ran with the facetimes i feel that i feel that so so with so with facetime chronicles right um because mm-hmm. uh so what so what, what was what was the basis behind that and then like why 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 don't you continue to to push that type of content? Yeah. So the basis behind it was um actually I was doing uh, FaceTime Chronicles. I was also doing um and honestly if you go back, well you can't go back now because they're they are archived, but um my very first FaceTime Chronicles was not the way I recorded them. It was it was actually sideways, but I was recording from my iPhone sideways and just like doing, you know, like a skit with an actual phone and just happens to be a FaceTime call and an actual skit. And so when I did it the first time, it was just like ah the 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 reaction I got from people was just another, you know, couple of my homeboys laugh, a couple girls laugh, a couple shares, but nothing really like, you know. They just really yeah. hit the people and they connected and landed. And so I made another one 
uh, with Bundle of Britney. And it was just an easy edit. It was I didn't do like any crazy hang ups and you know nothing like that. It was just a, I was just on the phone with her and at the laptop. But um, like six hours into me dropping the post, I noticed that you know a lot of people were tapping into it. Like they really liked the video. And I actually said nothing on the video. I said nothing at all in the video. It was all facial reactions. <laughs> And so, people, <laughs> you know, tripping out about it. That's so crazy. People, yeah. And so me, I'm, you know, I'm tapping in and I'm like, man, what is what is it about this video that's making everybody like it? Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, I put two and two together and it had to be bundled of Britney. And I was like, that that's what caught their eye. You know what I'm saying? And let's see how that motto works. So um, I was putting a lot of energy into every other video that wasn't FaceTime. And then what I did was I centered every all my energy into FaceTime. So I went and I found the official font for iPhone. I found the official logos for iPhone. Mm-hmm. Put it all in, created my own little template. And I was like, this next one right here, like, we're going to see what happened. And so I made one. Um, with a lady out of Memphis. Um, I forgot her name. I don't want to mess it up. You know the models, they all get real particular. But she yeah. knows who she is. I'll never forget her because she really gave me my first opportunity. My little Brittany liked the last video. She didn't mm-hmm. share it. She didn't do nothing else. She just liked it. Yeah. Like, okay, that could be her, but it could be a bot too. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so on the next one, um, the lady out of Memphis, I actually did a little talking and a little interacting. And I was like, I'm just going to take her video from offline. And she was actually talking to her fans, but I made it seem like she was talking to me. Okay. So I talked back to her, and that video that I posted, and literally, like, I think the video wasn't even up, like, 30 minutes. She commented on the video and was, like, dying laughing. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. And so... Once I got her reaction, like 20 minutes after that, um, she DMs me. And she's like, bro, I've been watching this video for 20 minutes. Like, this is hilarious. You need to keep doing videos. You're going to blow up. When you blow up, don't forget me. I still have a DM saved, all of that. And she was like, this is so dope. And then that's when I was just like, "This, this is something. Like, this is something I could do. And I want to run with it while I can because I need a I need a direction. And so mm-hmm. at, at that time in my life, like I needed something that was just going to be like, I'm going to feel all my energy into that right there. And right. so she actually posted the video on her page. Mm-hmm. And on her page, she had like, I think she had like 100,000 followers at first or like 70, I want to say, like 70,000 followers. And then she ended up having like 123 the next morning, and like she hit me and was like, "This video has like took everything up to the next level." Like her, her, her fan base went up because it's the combo of comedy and then people who just want to see girls with ass. Right. So you got both of them in the same picture. It's like being at a strip club comedy show. It's like yeah <laughs> it's like the two bit the best thing in both world who who doesn't want to laugh and be around ass so that's what was happening essentially and so 
for the girls, it was like turning their pages up. And so, of course, she has her friends, her stripper friends, her OnlyFans friends, whatever. And she's telling them what I did to, their, to her video. And so now they want to send me videos so I can do the same thing with them. Okay. And so I'm kind of being used as a promotion dummy. But at the same time, I'm winning because, look, all these dudes who follow y'all and women that follow y'all that want to be like y'all, they're following me. And so they're tapping in and they're checking in to see what I got going. And initially, the plan was, all right, cool, let's bring them over here because I want them to see my original content. And it just so happens that the people were so demanding to FaceTime. It was like, damn, we pumping out FaceTime Chronicles each and every day. So that was the start, and that was the reason why the focus was FaceTime Chronicles. Now, to answer your second question, why not focus, or why not still push the issue of FaceTime Chronicles? Yeah. And so I hit a point in the whole, um, actually, I can just give you the story about the night I went viral. Um when I reached the the point of uh, re- becoming viral, um, there was um, the big video with my wife and um, Marissa and me cheating on my wife and wanting to get a divorce and not knowing about the fact that divorce pays. So that video, when I actually made it, it was just another video. I was trying to pump so many videos out. I didn't even... I didn't give a damn about the video. I was just like, it's another video. It's posted, same hashtags. It's posted at this time. You know, I'm just trying to be punctual about my post. So when I posted, man, I was at that time, I was used to seeing 100,000 views. So that didn't excite me. You know what I'm saying? So I looked at this post, and it had like 350,000 views. And I was like... Whoa, and so it, it was one point in, in time where I used to have my Instagram notifications on. Mm-hmm. My phone would literally, if I didn't have it on the charger, it would die in an hour because <laughs> it's just crazy. comments and people are just like flipping out and going crazy. And so I can't follow people back. I honestly can't because if once it's happening, you're not going to see nothing. And then, like, my DMs are flooded with just people reposting, um, people, you know. And this was before Instagram had the feature that you could just press the button and it pops up on your story and you can tag the person and then they can share it. So I couldn't even reshare unless I screenshotted everybody who reposted my stuff. And so it was only, I only could screenshot the people that I would follow because I wouldn't see everybody else that was reposting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I say that because later I'm sure I'll, I'll tell you about how working with other celebrities have been and finding out that they've been following me for years mm-hmm. and, and I found that out late but um, <laughs> <laughs> with Marissa um, the post takes off, it goes crazy everything is pandemonium I'm getting calls from people in Little Rock tripping out because Chad Ochocinco has uh, posted it on his Twitter. Snoop Dogg is in my DMs, and I didn't know. I had to find out because somebody uh, told me that he reposted the video, and then I had to go to my Instagram and scroll down and see that he actually did post my video. 
And then oh. I, I went to DM him to say thank you. And I already had seen the DM from him. And so it was just him, you know, showing love and saying, keep doing what you're doing. This is amazing content, bro. This is so cool. Keep doing what you're doing. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm getting all of that, bro, all at the same time. But nobody knew that that night, bro, I couldn't even eat. I didn't even have the money to eat dinner. Like, I'm in the house, and all this shit is happening. And I'm down bad. Like, ah. I'm not trying to see. It, it's it's bittersweet. It's because, damn, this is crazy. Like, you would imagine when you're going viral, before you, you get a taste of it, you feel like it's connected to money somehow. Mm-hmm. And it's not. <laughs> it's 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 free. It's free fame. It's what it is. And mm-hmm. um, so I was getting that, but then I'm also getting the pressure of Arkansas. You know, in your ear, bro. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. And it's like there hasn't been nobody here that has done this. So. Mm-hmm comes to listening to someone, I don't know who to listen to because everybody, y'all are seeing me do this for the first time and there's nobody to resort to. Now, there are people who are are in the industry. Yeah, they can give you advice. But when it comes to your social media, oh, you just spazzed out and went viral and you got the cosigns of the century right here. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew how to really take that in. Plus, at the time, I didn't have management. I didn't have nothing. It was all me. I was right. all just, I'm just doing what I do, bro. And so, um, I put all that into perspective, man, when I was making my content. And mm-hmm. yeah, I was. I was viral. I was a sensation. But no, no management hit me up. Like, no People contacted me to say, hey, this is how you turn this shit into some money. Mm-hmm. Everybody just had an opinion. You know what I mean? But nobody yeah. had anything to really bring to the table. So Facts. back to square one the next day, like, I got to find out what I'm going to eat. I got to find out how I'm not going to get evicted. But I still got to make content because it's the only thing I got going for me right now is the Instagram. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I'm... Um, I kept making content, man. I kept making FaceTime videos to the point that it was so systematically boring to me to watch people laugh at the same content because as a comedian, I wasn't growing. I was just making content. So I, the internet, what it, what it, what the internet does is it's just an algorithm, man. People want to see what they want to see, and so. You, me being the creator, it's not like I was just cre- making this content and then sending it off to somebody and then they'll edit it and post it for me. Like in the bigger cities, it was me. It was me on my laptop, me working all day at the house, but hearing the landlord knocking, asking where we're in it. <laughs> you know, it's real life problems happening out here, but right here on the phone, oh, I'm a, I'm amazing. And that was an issue for me. That was an issue for me for a long time. Like, bro, this ain't 
this is not what life's supposed to be like. Now, the fame is amazing. Don't get me wrong. The fame is amazing, but I need to do something that's going to make people call the phone lines and spend some money. Mm-hmm. This right here ain't doing nothing. And so that's when I jumped into comedy. And when I jumped into comedy, like stand-up comedy, and I went on tour and went to Nebraska and did the three started out shows out there, like when I did that, I was like, oh, this FaceTime shit is bullshit. Like, like it's nothing. It it doesn't do anything. It won't it won't even enhance my stand up performance. It's just it's just content, but it's taking so much from me to do it. Yeah, that I'm not I'm not even happy with the product. Like I don't even like it. I'm like it ain't even funny, and it's going viral. And it's like at that point, it's like ah, I just. I was like, uh, and then the people that I'm shaking hands with in real life due to my ability to be a host, to be, you know, I'm not getting gigs because mm-hmm. I got shirt ass on my, on my page. Like they go to my page and it look like a nightclub strip club page. And it's like, right. I can't even close deals on my production shit. Like it's companies that want me to shoot commercials for them. They want me to do marketing deals from them. Hey, teach us how to turn this brand up. And I tell them to go follow me on Instagram, and then everything becomes a joke that I just said. So it was like ah, I want to I want to be able to do that, but FaceTime in particular has to be done another way if I attack it. And so it was that plus life mm-hmm. plus a lot of things that caused me to go. No, nah, I don't really want to focus on FaceTimes like that no more because I'm not growing no more as a person. Right. Yeah. Ultimately, that's the main goal. And with social media, man, once you figure out how it runs, mm-hmm. the pressure of having to post isn't on you anymore. When you get to a place when that's what you want to do and you want to turn up a brand, mm-hmm. the algorithm is very simple and every like everybody in the game knows it. And so it's like you find a niche, you, you stick it to them, and you keep posting it, and once you're going to grow. And it's right. that simple. And so once that pressure kind of laid off off of me of Arkansas saying if you don't take advantage of this time right now that you'll never have it again, like that, once that pressure left and I actually started talking to the people who are actually in the game and they're like, man, that's obvious. Like, this stuff's easy. And once you got to connect, you can do it whenever you're ready. And with comedy, it's a, it's another, it's a game where it doesn't age. Mm-hmm. It'd be ninety five years old and popular in the comedy game. Like mm-hmm. it's not. It's not like the NBA where you have a small gap where you have to, you know, attack. Yeah. So when that pressure left me, man, it was like, man, I got stuff to. I got to figure out how to start making money. <laughs> right. And once, once the money, once the money gets there, then we can have some more fun again. Like I can always mm-hmm. make FaceTime. I can always make more content videos, but. Living poor out here, that ain't the play. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, yeah. it was like, nah, I'm straight on that. Like, but to everybody out there listening, the first time it, it'll be back, and when it is, it'll be worth the wait. <laughs> okay, okay, in a better place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that was gonna be my next question. I'm like, so is you ever bringing it back? Cause I know, I know. Cause I, I was telling, I was telling, uh, I was telling, um, what's his name, uh, Skywalker. I was telling Skywalker during his interview. I was like, "Yo, like, bro, 
I didn't see your first video till I was out here in California and a girl that I was dating showed me your shit. That's crazy. I was like, what? I'm like, him? I was like, I know him. Yeah, 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 that's crazy. I know, dude. Yeah, that's how it happened, bro. Like, bro, going viral is amazing, man, but you have to be in a place mentally where you're ready, you know what I'm saying, just to do that because the amount of stuff you got to shut down in life to, to run social media, it's the reason why social media people get paid. It's because yeah. celebrities would rather just pay somebody to run their social media than stress about running it because it's a job within itself. And when you broke and you're trying to do that, man, you be out here doing a whole bunch of nothing. You know what I'm saying? Selling your soul, trying to make a book. <laughs> so... I, I was just, yeah, I, I didn't want that to really be my persona. It just, I'm, I was hella skilled. I was skilled. I came up with a concept. You know, I do marketing. So when I found out how the numbers worked, the reason why everything blew up so fast was because I, I applied the marketing knowledge that I already have. And I also applied my ability to edit to come up with such a cool FaceTime scheme because to this day, People are DMing me, asking me what app I'm using to make the video. And people think I'm really, like, recording the video and the app is just doing it. But I'm really producing that. Like, I'm in the <laughs> – I'm producing it. And I own a whole production company. So it's like people don't even know I do half of the things that I do because of FaceTime. But FaceTime is literally the only thing I've ever done that never paid any money. And so it's like – we got to rebrand. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we got to rebrand. Okay, okay, okay. That's true, too. Um, So you, so do you still feel like, so you do feel, so, yeah, do you still feel like FaceTime is your most valuable asset that you kind of, like, just shelved? And, like, when you're ready? Comedy, yeah, and, like, when you're ready? Yeah, for comedy. For comedy, no doubt. My, my, my most valuable asset to the game right now, it's going to be the FaceTime. If I walk into a room, if I got, got to talk to Comedy Central today or got to talk to Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud production team or Wild and Out, mm -hmm. the, the thing that we're going to bring up is the FaceTime Chronicles because it hasn't been done by anybody or, you know, it's the only thing I can put a stamp on. Like, nobody else has done this. People have tried it. People have tried to do, like, you know, put the box and play like they're on the phone, but the actual FaceTime chronicle, like that the phone rings and then even people if you if you go pay attention to the videos now that we're speaking about it, as the updates happen on the phone in real time, the updates happened on my FaceTime videos. All the sliding effects, all of the text, you know, Invisible ink. I added that to one of them one time before. Like it was, yeah, yeah. Like, bro, your videos is cold. Like was cold. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna give you straight out. Like, Appreciate it. Cold. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, and, and that's I, I. I definitely say like that's a that's a an hell of an out an asset right there. A hell of an asset. And so I wouldn't take anything from it. It's just mentally when you're in a place. I always as a creator, as people that do like what we do. But you got to protect your mental over anything, bro, because you got to stay sane. Facts. You'll go crazy.
You'll go crazy, man. Um, so in the future, like, so what, what, what can we expect from you going down the line? Like, what can we expect from Christian the comedian? Man, should get crazy. So, um, um, in the future, man, you definitely can expect to see um, more of my personality. Um, of course, I'm in radio now. Um, heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm taking that Ricky Smiley approach to the game. Definitely going to see that more. Me in stand-up. Me actually on stage with people and telling my jokes and telling my story. You'll see that more in the future. A lot of people ask in the beginning why I didn't do stand-up. And you really have to be someone who understands comedy to know why somebody like me wouldn't have done stand-up. But the essence of comedy comes from struggling. Like the the art of even wanting somebody to laugh comes from a dark place. It's like you got to be going through some shit. And honestly, I had a pretty good life. I'm not gonna lie. Like all up into college when I was struggling before, you know what I'm saying, before doing the FaceTime videos, but I had both of my parents, you know what I'm saying? I got friends who really had some bullshit issues. I ain't really mm-hmm. had that issues. And so coming into Comedy, the saddest story I had was my friend Shayla and my son being stolen. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> my life was pretty good to me. So, like, hitting the stage, content was going to be kind of trash because I ain't been through nothing. You know what I'm right. saying? I started, I was, what, 18? I'm 24 now. So, yeah. I didn't lose a little more. So, and not even to the point to where I feel like I want to be touring with stand-up because I feel like the more the, the I get funnier the older I get because I deal with shit now. Like right. I have issues. I can relate to people with certain issues. At the age of 18, 19, 20, 21, the only people I can talk to are college people. And college crowd ain't the stand-up crowd. When you go to stand-up shows, you're talking to 30 and above. Easy. And so Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about your issues you got in college because college for them was eight years ago. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So um, you're definitely going to see uh, more content from me on that end. Um, I just started a new uh, thing called the Freestyle Factories. Um, it's like Funk Flex type freestyles. Mm-hmm. So um, expect that to blow up for sure. Um, I see that happening. You have um, Davis on there, right? That this is last time? Yeah, Penn Davis on there this last time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, expect that to blow up, man. Uh, my production, oh my god, that that right there is going to be the stamp when when you guys get to see, you know, me. Um, I'm recording a lot more behind the scenes, me behind the laptop, me um, doing my graphic work, me doing my video work. Um, that producer side of me, the Ricky Smiley and the Jordan Peele of me is what you you know. Could expect to see um, mm-hmm. producing side, man. Me putting my pen to the paper, so you're gonna see the stand-up comedy side, but you're gonna see also my comedic side for writing. Um, I'll be posting that content, pushing out that type of work, um, and uh, and and if, if all things goes right, man, we'll have our comedy network um, down here in Arkansas um, with a mm-hmm. big full production studio, so the people here and the kids here can get access to the stuff that I wish I had access to, man, early on. Um, mm-hmm. Because the earlier that you get them, the better. But just just more of me. 
Um, everybody right now knows Christian the comedian, but um, Christian Washington is who you know they're finna see. Um, mm-hmm. And the comedy man, you just got you gotta love it. Like it's only gonna get better the older I get. Right. <laughs> like, it's like the more shit I gotta deal with. The more shit I'm gonna talk about. When I was making FaceTimes, man, I ain't had no white problem. That was made up content. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it didn't resonate with me. But like now, if I was to tell you about some issues with women, it would be a lot funnier and a lot more accurate because I didn't really dealt with them. So, <laughs> so yeah, in the future, man, it's definitely bright. Um, a lot more collaborative work. I'm gonna definitely be tapping in and more CDs more. You might. Feel like I'm touring a lot, but um, I'm going to be using my connections that I have out in other cities a lot more. And then also, just man, looking to be a mentor early on mm-hmm. for whoever else wants to come up and do it. Um, I really want the kids, man, because I really feel like they're they're where the next generation lies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if I can mentor to them early while I'm still in the game, it's gonna you know, have a way bigger impact than somebody who's already OG'd out and, you know what I'm saying, don't have an interest in really walking you through the steps, but they'll tell you. So, mm-hmm. that's it for show. Oh, yeah, for real. Um, yeah, man, so, um, yeah, that, that was it. That was, that, that was all the questions that I had, man. So, if you want to plug anything else, if you want to shout, any, shout anyone out, like, this your time, this your chance, like, you know what I'm saying? Do, do, do whatever you want to do. Well, man, uh, it's easy. Uh, shout out my family, my mom, dad, brother, all my people that's been supporting me, been riding with me, man. It's love. We're going to go crazy from these years to years on. You see my Instagram, everything wiped off now, but that's because better content is coming. Um, shout out SMG. You know what I'm saying? Skywalker Management Group for actually taking me under their wing. A little too late. Nah, I'm playing with them. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, peace move, man. 96 Twitter Box. Um, you know my social, at Krishna Comedian on all platforms. Um, mm-hmm. It's really not the case on Twitter, but if you type in Krishna Comedian, you're going to find my page. Um, anywhere. Um, YouTube going to be coming out soon. Um, podcast coming out soon. Um, keep just, I mean, Stay along for the ride, man. It's gonna get wild. It's gonna get crazy. I feel that. I feel that for sure. For sure, man. So, um, again, like, thank you for coming on, bro. No problem, man. Yeah, no problem. It's all love. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, man. Again, um, yeah. Thanks, thanks to uh, Skywalker Management Group for coming through. You know what I'm saying? I had the whole team through here in in three weeks. Yeah, you put a all in in the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh next Sunday, y'all look out for Penn Davis. He's gonna come on through the show. Uh sure. yeah, uh, but that's it, man. So thank, thank you for coming you. on. 